Welcome back to the Tyranny EdTech Podcast, everybody. This is episode three. I am Derek Burns, Chief Marketing Officer for Tierney. I'm your host, and joining me today once again is Ryan Siemens, Director of New Product Sales. Welcome back, Ryan. Always great to be here, Derek. Great. Well, we have an exciting topic today. We're going to talk about technology that helps get students back to school safely. Uh, we've got at least five different cool products to talk about uh, that might be helpful for your school or district. But before we do that, just a recap for those of you new to the podcast, this is an EdTech podcast where we focus on new products for the K-12 EdTech space. There is some applications, uh, some of it's applicable to higher ed, uh, but mainly focused for K-12 EdTech. We talk about new products, uh, but we believe in the power of choice. So what we do is kind of present new products to you, talk about uh, new things and vendors that we're partnering with and ideas and possibilities. And it's really up to you to decide whether or not any of these technologies are appropriate for your school or your district or your application. It's up to you. Um, we are a Tierney, an ed tech provider. We're an authorized dealer for many of these products, but in addition to products, we offer design and integration, professional development, and technical support, so all kinds of services too. So with that plug out of the way, Ryan, let's talk about getting students back to school safely with technology. Um, I think before we kick it off, I just want to stress, you know, you and I have talked about this, and yes, there's a discussion to be had about COVID. We're in a pandemic. This is front and center right now. The safety and sanitation is important, but I think all of these products definitely can go beyond this this COVID cloud. So I think a lot of this uh, is just good general safety practices. A lot of these products are not extremely high priced, so uh, easy to implement, very straightforward, uh, and things that can just be you know kept in place and and just good good to keep a safe environment you know, perpetually. So. Starting out, Ryan, do you want to talk about uh, really before people even leave the home, before students leave the home, best practices, things to do to ensure safety is as top of mind before even heading to school? Yeah, and as you as schools know, or anyone that's that's listening uh, to this podcast, obviously, if if we keep um, students that may be sick or start to feel sick home, um, some of these other things. Um, you know, don't need to be relied on quite as much, but we know, <laughs> unfortunately, people um, either are sent and they get, they kind of, um, their symptoms grow throughout the day, or maybe they think it's, it's you know, a, a headache or they have a mild fever and they don't think much of it. Um, so really what we advise, and, and the questions are going to be up to, you know, the school district organization, um, whatever your structure is, but to make sure that you provide some protocol and steps that students, uh, parents, guardians follow each day before they they come to school. So whether it's a it's a form indicating um, that they they don't have any symptoms, it's a form indicating they don't have anybody um, uh, in the immediate household that has symptoms, those types of things. Again, each organization is going to ha have to decide how in depth and what those key measures are, uh, but it you know just like in in corporate you know our own uh, company as well. Before we enter the building, before we leave home, there's a form that we have to fill out too. So I think it's just helping people remind, uh, helping people remember to think about their own health before they even leave leave their house. 
Yeah, I think that's a good place to start and and something to keep in mind too. We're aware uh, we work with many different districts across many different states and we certainly know that state by state, county by county, district by district, things are different. Uh, we know certain districts and counties or states are have more students in person uh, or more days of week or more hours in the day. Uh, other districts have are fully remote and have been for a long time. So we know that there are differences. I think what's important is that, you know, what, what you're talking about starting with you know, leaving home is these things are very scalable. So um, I think it's important and it's a different challenge getting all students back in person every day. So even if some of these technologies have not been adopted, it's uh, these are things that can be used and implemented at any time and, and are fully scalable. So, um, OK, so leaving uh, leaving home, heading to school, we've got some good tips there. Let's talk about entry. So how can technology help uh, ensure safety and enhance safety upon entry? Yeah, so really it's the technology at the door um, and, and I can share a couple examples and products with it too, but at the end of the day, uh, the technology at the door can it can be another safeguard to help identify any potential symptoms, whether that's its smell, whether it's um, temperature. So we have, for example, a, a couple different temperature tablet vendors. Um, one is the Aurora Tori tablet. Um, that is an excellent tablet that can read, you know, student temperatures in under a second um, and provides, you know, essentially a pass fail in a private, a private way. Um, then there's the uh, Protect 98 from InfoMotion. Um, similar, uh, the Protect 98 also provides uh, access to records if you want. It all depends on how deep you want to go with these solutions. Do you want to gather um information on when people come and go um, there's a lot of different uh, reasons you may or may not want some of those features but at the end of the day one of the the symptoms is temperature and so again as much as trying to tell people to stay home if they have certain symptoms um, you can also you know have that safety net or as much of a safety net at the door as possible by having one of those temperature uh, pieces of technology also um, just basic sanitizer as well when you're walking in, right? Um, is just making sure that not only are you uh, proactive, but you're preventative at the same time when you're entering the building. Yeah, so is speed, I mean, one of the things, you know, there are different options and lots of good choices in these uh, these different categories. Is, is speed is important? Anything else that people should be looking towards? I mean, you mentioned the Tory tablets are one that's worked for us. I mean, why why that particular? What what are the things people should be looking for when choosing within one of these categories, choosing the right product? Yeah, and I, I would say the product category in and of itself is important. Number one is efficiency. Um, you can, you know, if you had multiple units, you can scan, you know, two, three, four times as many people as, as a, a single human being. Number two is that, you know, you don't have to have an adult or someone else scanning everybody when they come in and being really close to them. Um, so this allows somebody to stand six plus feet away and still monitor those temperatures as they're coming through. So I think it's efficiency of entering the, the building um, and not putting um, an adult or, or some other person in the building um, in, you know, in harm's way. 
Yeah, and so just, you know, it's a podcast that's hard to describe visually if people aren't familiar. A temperature tablet is self, it's, it's a, you know, you're able to do it or students are able to do it on their own. So they go up and it takes a face scan. They put their face in front of the camera uh, of the tablet and it takes a scan of their temperature and, and matches up, you know, to their face in order to get that scan. So you're right, Ryan, if in case people weren't aware, you don't need to have staff there actually scanning foreheads with a digital thermometer and things like that. It's actually just, it's, it can all be done on its own, which helps speed that up, so. Yeah, one other thing too, Derek, with that is, you know, I talk about the privacy piece. So there's actually a way to alert um, other individuals, um, other adults within the building. So maybe it's a, a secretary or a nurse that they don't have to be necessarily right by um, the scanner, but they those alerts can uh, be pushed through in other other ways, whether it's um, a sound, a Bluetooth uh, headset, it can be um, a third party monitor, it can even be an, uh, a text message. So there are ways to look at, you know, ensure privacy for the student as well and, and make sure that other people um, get the information they need to to kind of pull that student aside and, and, and do whatever questioning that the organization decides to do from there. Sounds good. So when we move past entry, before we get to the classroom, what what can we you know what can we talk about in terms of common areas, so hallways, gathering spaces, et cetera? What sort of technology have have you been seeing uh, being used to help again enhance safety sanitations in those spaces? Yeah, again, it's it's sanitizer, right? Is is making sure that you um, clean those hands. It's you know obviously um, soap and water at the bathroom locations as well. Um, not necessarily technology per se, but um, integrated in with the whole strategy of, of people uh, keeping people safe. Um, you know, also there is a, a new product called the Safe Tea Place um, Sanitizer Solution by InfoMotion, who also has the Protect 98. Essentially, what it is is it's um, if if I can paint it for you in words, it's it's a traditional. Um, kind of automated sanitizer um, solution where you put your hands under under it. Um, it'll send the sanitizer to your hands, but it also will record the temperature of your wrist, which is highly accurate. Um, and the, the importance of that is, you know, when people enter in the morning, um, you know, you're trying to catch as, as many people who may have symptoms in the morning before they ever enter the building. The reality is symptoms can um, start and persist throughout the day as well. So those are the types of solutions that are really cost effective that can provide the preventative with the sanita uh, sanitizer, but also having that embedded um, temperature scanner in there. And it can provide opportunities to catch temperature uh, temperatures going up throughout the day. Excellent. What about um, you and I talked about this beforehand and you mentioned digital signage for common mm -hmm. areas. Just maybe talk about best practices there. Yeah, so a lot of organizations have some type of signage. Uh, so whether it's it's a TV, it's a panel, um, <laughs> paper, uh, but the reality is is having um, dynamic, um, engaging signage that gets the students' attention. And it's it's reminders, right? It's constant reminders, uh, especially the younger the students get. Um, if there's any teachers listening to this, you know that there's constant reminders the younger they get, even I guess with some of the old ones too. But um, the idea is to provide ongoing support of the students to remind them of you know the safety practices. 
uh, in the sanitation practices. So the social distancing, the remember to keep your mask on correctly, um, remember to wash your hands, you know, how long to wash your hands, those types of things. So having signage that is no noticeable, um, dynamic and engaging um, is, is, you know, really helpful for those students. And I would say probably a lot of the adults as well to make sure that they continue to, to do what's needed to, uh, to create a safe environment. Agreed. Um, let's close out here with the classroom. So you've got the students, uh, you know, leaving the home in the building now through the common areas. We've got some protections and things in place. What about once they're in the classroom? How is how is technology able to help uh, at that point? Yeah, so really it comes down to one thing that is in technology is 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 be just being mindful and, and spaced out and organize your room in a way that can still drive and support effective teaching and learning, but also being aware of uh, you know where students are are learning and, and those types of things. But also to look at things that will keep the 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 technologies and the other tools safe. So whether um, it's something like a, a Copernicus UV tech tub, which is a tub that you can put in, whether it's a Chromebook, it's tablets, it's mobile devices, it's pencils, um, manipulatives for the young students that are, you know, for math or whatever it might be. Um, but it's uh, even even robotics and STEM tools that you can make sure within uh, a minute or two depending on on what the the, the uh, item is that you're sanitizing that that is going to be clean and, and safe to use for for the next person so um, some type of sanitate uh, sanitation solution uh, for the technologies and the the teaching and learning tools number one again i've said it already sanitizer um, and then the other item too is a, a company we partnered with called icloth an eye cloth is um, not just any cloth that you would clean a display um, or a mobile device or a Chromebook with or an IFP. Um, it is purpose built to not only clean and sanitize those glass environments, uh, but also not hurt those um, uh, you know, those tools as well. So uh, I've heard horror stories and I've seen um, different ways that people will will clean and sanitize their, you know, their iPads or their Chromebooks or laptops or their um, their cell phones or their interactive flat panels. And it, it, I kind of cringe because some of those ways, if they if they do it too often or they do it um, incorrectly or they accidentally add too much liquid or something like that, they're they're in uh, real jeopardy of of impacting the the you know the the technology and, and it being used in the future. Uh, so iCloth is a purpose built single um, use wipe. So essentially, you get a box. There's um, depending on the size of the box. There's there's different amounts of wipes, but these wipes are all individually packaged and wrapped, which means when you take it out, you use it. You're done. It's not like you have to open up a, a plastic tube and and pull out um, you know different wipes and and moving forward you just have your single use wipes um, that you know can clean that technology and it's purpose built for technology cool and I know that uh, we just got that set up on our website uh, there, there'll be links in the description or the notes of the podcast for all of these technologies we're talking about but if you have any interest in iCloth on our visit that on our website and you can actually fill out a form to request a free sample. So if somebody 
if that piques somebody's interest and you want to try it, uh, that's available as well. So, well, that's going to do it for us, Ryan. I think that was a, a, a good, uh, you know, overage of, of technologies that are able to to help bring all students back to school safely. Hopefully there were a couple ideas in there that maybe people could take away among the ones that we covered. Um, we want to thank Ryan for joining us again today. Um, on the next episode, we think we're going to talk about best practices for hybrid teaching and learning. It's a little bit of a revisit from our first episode, but specifically, we've got a couple of specific tips for teachers on how to how to best uh, teach hybrid. It's it's challenging. We we realize that we see that our professional development group is working with a lot of teachers and getting that feedback. So. We've got some good uh, suggestions there. And then in a future episode, perhaps the one after that, maybe episode five, we want to talk about device charging. Um, for those that didn't know, uh, there are about two and a half times more student devices out there now than there were a year ago. So we're talking about a 250% increase. And many of those devices have never been in the school. They've all been at home. Students have been charging them at home. How are we going to charge those devices? What are some of the technology um, things that can be implemented in schools to make sure that we're we're able to charge a large quantity of those devices that are in the school district or in the school building for the first time? So stay tuned for those. Thank you again, Ryan, for joining. And for those of you who tuned in, thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.